Welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. This is Fred Shankelberg, and I'm just providing an introduction as we have a guest host today, Celine Geiger. And she was interviewing, actually, she was in a discussion with David Grobel, and we just turned on the recorder and then asked them to uh, add it for permission to add it to the Dare to Know program. David Grobel is the Director of Software Development at Reliasoft Corporation, and he's been working there for nearly 20 years, working on the, the development of the various packages and programs that we know of as the suite of Reliasoft uh, software products. He's been primarily working in the quality assurance and in the customer service sides and customer support side, but has always maintained a hand in the development of the new programs. So join Celine Geiger now as she basically quizzes and interviews uh, David Grobel about his work and what it's like to work at Reliasoft. Welcome to Dare to Know. Um, I'm Celine Geiger and the guest host of the podcast today. And today I'm talking to David Grobel, who is the software director, software development director of Reliasoft. Thank you for being here. Welcome to be here. What is your favorite part of the job? That's a good question. So I think, I think one of the, maybe the favorite, or at least one of the most challenging parts of my job is trying to figure out how to get all the pieces of the team to work together, mm-hmm. and so that we can sort of work as one cohesive unit. Okay. So I think that uh, requires um, finding the right buttons to push so that everyone kind of works their potential and, and is able to come together to um, feel like they're all vested into creating a software product that they can be proud of. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think bringing all those pieces together, I think, is um, what sort of makes me think the most in terms of what I can do best to get them to do the best that they can do. Okay. So. So usually, um, if you come up with new uh, features or tools, or mm-hmm. um, how do you decide what is like most needed, most valuable? Um, well, obviously, you know, we listen to our customers as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually provides a lot of background in terms of what features go into the software and which ones don't. Um, but it's also how often a feature has been requested to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's been requested by one person, but it's only going to apply possibly to a very small portion or only to that person, then we may not go down that route directly. But um, certainly if we've heard from multiple people about a certain feature, then it becomes obviously, it has a lot more weight to how impactful that particular feature is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's things that we just come up with that that would be kind of cool to do, you know? Yeah. So, so there's that kind of factor as well. So. Um, but listening to our customers is, is also a big, big factor, which is why, you know, we send out customer surveys after support and things like that. And, you know, we do at events like this, we try to make sure we listen to customers as far as feedback, because, I mean, that's why we're here, mm-hmm. you know. So. What is more valuable, the personal interaction or just feedback on, from a survey? I personally like the, the personal feedback, just mm-hmm. is, well, the, yeah, when you're talking face to face with somebody, yeah. the survey is helpful. Because you want to keep it as short and sweet to the point, because you don't want to give someone a 30-minute survey to fill something out, because they'll never never fill it out. Um, but when you're face to face with someone, either over lunch or just having a conversation, I think it, it's 
you know, you can see the drive that they have that they want you to make something better so they can help them do their job better. And okay. if we can do that, I think that provides, um, I think a lot of satisfaction on our end because that's what we're striving to do because, I mean, a lot of us are reliable engineers have been in the field for a long time too, so we want to create something that we feel that we could use. Nice. How do you stay innovative? I think it goes back to the same thing. It's talking to customers. Okay. Um, because the challenges that as customers are dealing with every day are changing. Even though from what we see, the challenges are very similar, even though they're across mm -hmm. different industries, they're all got their slight tweaks to them a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so as our customers come across different problems, we have to find innovative ways to come up with possible different solutions to, to address those problems. So. Nice. So what do you think um, is the difference being a reliability engineer at Reliasoft versus being a reliability engineer at the hardware company? Well, I think at Reliasoft, as a reliability engineer, maybe the one thing that you might miss out on is the actual sort of industry experience of working mm -hmm. on an actual system and maybe seeing it from cradle to grave mm -hmm. as far as... But the, the difference is you're only working with something that's cradle to the grave from a software perspective. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on whether someone, I guess, wants to do a software or hardware for a period of time. Um, I think the difference is from the software perspective, you have a chance to create something, you know, that maybe someone hasn't created yet as well, mm -hmm. you know, from a, new, uh, a methodology or a process or something like that. Yeah. So I think it's just different in terms of what people prefer. But I think it's a subtle difference depending on what someone's interest is in. So, if you had to describe a normal day at Reliasoft, how does that look like? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it's different for everybody, but my day uh, typically, it's a balance between uh, having uh, design meetings or development meetings, yeah. um, to answering customer support calls or questions or things like that that might come in through email or. Um, or phone or things like that, um, to managing people, just, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with their dealing with their issues, either related to work or personal <laughs> issues or whatever it might be, right? I mean, so it's a little, it's sort of a little bit of everything, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's also trying to have a little bit of fun each every day, every day as well, because yeah. if work is always just grind, 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 it makes it very difficult to to want to go into work versus. Okay, you know, and making sure we get something done, of course, but you want to have that fun along the way as well, so. Yeah. If you think back, uh, just like since you have been working for Eliasoft, what was your most exciting project? I think there's a couple, but honestly, I think the most exciting thing, at least that I've done, is probably what I'm doing right now. I think Perfect. is I think is because we're in the process of sort of updating our development processes to make us more efficient working together and developing things. And I think having to set that all up and getting everybody to work together, I think has been a lot of work, um, and, but it's also been and challenging, but it's also been very rewarding mm -hmm. to see our changes and to see how everyone is reacting to those changes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been probably the most exciting thing I've dealt with, so. Uh, is there anything you would do different um, since you started working there? Like, or was there, a failure you had and passed made that you said, oh, I would do it differently? No, I mean, I like to think that I don't have any regrets. And I think when it comes mm -hmm. to working with myself, I don't want to say that I have any regrets. I don't, I think that 
you know, all of us there have worked very hard to get where we're at. And I think that, um, you know, it's just a learning experience every day. So you just want to learn from what you got without having to worry about regretting what decision you did or anything like that. I mean, could we have obviously, knowing what we know now, do mm -hmm. things a little bit differently, you know, before? Yeah, yeah that's, that's typical, okay. but. Yeah, why do you like reliability engineering? I think it's interesting from the perspective that consumers see reliability engineering every day, mm -hmm. but they don't see reliability engineering every day, if that makes any sense. Because they see reliability and commercials and warranty, but when you try to explain reliability to somebody in your family, <laughs> they don't get it, right? Yeah. In my family, they don't get it. <laughs> so. I think that's what it makes it interesting. All the products that we deal with, we use as consumers, we also come across situations where uh, we know, in essence, what they might have been dealing with and come up with a warranty or mm -hmm. what they've been dealing with. Or you read about an article in the newspaper and you have an idea, oh, okay. So I think it's just interesting to see the perspective that reliability can be, I guess, subtle. It doesn't, but it plays an impact in everything we, we use and buy, basically. Mm -hmm. If you had to describe the company culture, like... Family orientated? Mm -hmm. I think we've always been a very close-knit group. You know, we've had a lot of people at Lassoft that have worked there for almost 20 years now. Mm -hmm. So it's, our core has always been the same. I mean, as most companies, you have some people come and go, but um, the core of our company has been the same. So, I mean, like any family, there are ups and there's downs, I mean, just like you would expect, but... Um, you know, it's always, we've always come out on the other side better for it. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, it just, it's been a good place to work and we've always had everyone's back, each other's back, so. Do you have a reliability engineer role model, kind of? Fred, yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I don't think that was the first choice. <laughs> I don't know if I really, um, have a role model per se in terms of reliability. I mean, everything I've learned has been on the job, mm -hmm. whether it was developing, whether it was um, learning reliability and so forth, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I've worked very closely with a lot of people, a lot of customers, um, and they've all been quite honest. I think in general, the, the customer base has probably been my role model in a lot of ways. That's Just because as someone who quite honestly didn't come from reliability when mm -hmm. I first started. That was my way to learn as I was going through all of this. So interacting with the customers, I mean, that was how I learned the most, I think, in terms of, you know, obviously we were involved with it every day, so that obviously helped as well. But I think the idea is I was able to interact with customers, um, that really helped a lot in terms of me having a great understanding of reliability. Nice. Where did you learn reliability engineering, or where do you think did you learn the most? Between the customers, it was just a day to day. Mm -hmm. Just being at Reliasoft, I mean, you couldn't help yeah. to learn about reliability because um, my background's in aerospace. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so everything I learned was, was on a job. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, you're, in, you're living it every single day. It's kind of hard not to pick mm -hmm. something up. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you had to um, explain to a new reliability engineer why right, they should use your product, what would you say? Uh, okay, that's a good one too. So, I would say that 
Uh, as a reliability software company, we have a vested interest in the software mm -hmm. um, because we use it as well. Um, and I think we've been very committed to providing the best software product we could for our customers and we listen to our customers. Um, um, and I think we try to make this the interface and so forth as non-confusing as possible, mm -hmm. although that can be difficult at, at times. And, uh, and, and one of the main reasons, well, I think, and hopefully both of you could speak to this, but mm -hmm. um, that our support, I think, has yep. been very, very good over the years. I think mm -hmm. we've demonstrated the ability to go, quite honestly, and many times I think maybe beyond what maybe normal support would, yes. you know, I sort agree. of justify yeah. from that perspective. Definitely. You mm -hmm. know, but we're willing to, to go that route because we know that, you know, our customers are, I don't think expect it. Mm -hmm. but are asking for it in a, in, a, in a nice way and I think we're more than happy to help along those ways. So I think our support really can set us apart from from some of our competitors just because of how vested we are in making sure that mm -hmm. the support that is received, um, whether it's theoretical or just interface related, um, can help you do your job and, you know, mm -hmm. and learn our software in the process. So. Nice. Now that we are here at RAMS, why do you come to Rams, and why would you say someone should come to Rams? I would say it's a, it's probably the one of the most important uh, conferences for reliability. Yeah. Um, obviously, at 62 years, it's been around <laughs> a long time, which is mm -hmm. hard to believe, actually. I mean, I've been coming to these since maybe 99, 2000-ish, probably oh, somewhere around there. It's a long time. And so I think. It's probably the, uh, a really good avenue for expanding your knowledge and the different type of papers that are, that are presented. Um, but honestly, I think the biggest thing you get out of it is just the networking that you get with the people here. Mm -hmm. Just about everyone who comes here is uh, very respectful, very understanding, very nice to talk to. So, and they're always willing to help and ask questions and things like that. So I think that's one of the biggest things I would suggest coming around, just for the interaction with people who are either in the industry or even outside of the industry because from my experience, I think from a lot of our experiences that even though you're in different companies, you run into the same similar problems, they're just dressed differently. Mm -hmm. So, and I think sharing the experiences is very valuable, so. Nice. Thanks uh, for being here today. Well, thank and you very much. Well, it was nice a, talking to you. It was a pleasure. Yeah.